Welcome to the podcast, my good friend, Diana Davis. Um, it's very interesting because I consider her my good friend, but we literally just sort of met, but it doesn't feel like we just met for some reason. We've um, known each other for 15 years, basically. Like, so how do we meet? We met on Instagram. Um, like, you know, you follow someone on Instagram, but then she came to LA and we hung out. We went to the class. And then we went dancing and then we went to this weird event, this sauna event, ice plunge sauna event. And here we are. And we are. I'm so happy to have her on the podcast. We're going to talk about all the things, but I want you to introduce yourself. Diana, take it away. Yeah. Hi. Hey. I'm so stoked to be here. So funny that we talked about doing this episode like before we knew we were going to meet up. Which oh my is- God, you're right. Forgot about that. <laughs> and now we're like buddies, like BFFs. And yeah, I could, I tell people about you and I'm just like, Ricky's just a good time. Like I can do anything with her and I know I'm going to have a good time. Oh, like man. you're so easy to be around for me. And I think we're very compatible. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm stoked to be here. These guys were dating. <laughs> <laughs> we're dating. We're friend dating. Um, but I'm Diana Davis of Diana Davis Creative. I... Who am I? I always like love to go with kind of the premise that we are not our businesses. I think you can really relate with that. So if I'm not my business, Mm. I am like an artist at heart and a creative and a rancher's daughter. Like my dad is a cowboy. I love New York city, like that should say a lot about me. It has my soul. I lived there for five years. I'm a nomad. So I travel around all over the place. Ricky's recruiting me to live in LA. So TB, TBD. Can I add um, one more, can I add one more thing in for you? Yeah. A connector. Mm, thank you. Yeah. You're definitely. A, you're, you're a connector. You bring I've people heard. into your world. I think that's a mm. really great way to describe who you are at your core. Yeah. You're connected to yourself. You're a connector to the things that you love, but you're a really good connector bringing people together and Mm. connecting people to you. Mm, Thank you. Yeah, I'm really stepping into that identity. And that kind of goes into my business of being a business coach for creatives. I used to be a photographer and a graphic designer full time. I built my business in New York City through a whole winding road as we do. And in 2020 became a business coach for those creative entrepreneurs to help other creatives build their businesses and not just build them, but actually love them and make money in them and not just hustle their life away in the starving artist mentality. Um, And yeah, and I just launched a community, which is the connector part and has been something that's the universe has been knocking at my door for over a year to create. And literally you're catching me like on the precipice of that. Cause it launched last week. It's called recess. So that's me. Okay. I know who you are now, but I want to know how you got to who you are now. So yeah. let's take it back to when you were a photographer. And I, the reason why I want to take it back, even though your this story is so different from your story now is because the evolution of stories are so important. The evolution of people. So you were this photographer, you had a six figure photography business and talk about that. And then what was the transition for you? You were like, I'm going to do business coaching because I think it's easy to be like, I was this and I was this, but like, people want to know what does that actually mean? 
what does it actually take? Totally. And I just want to say like, even before that, like I was doing photography since I was 16 professionally, I was shooting like second shooting weddings. We were shooting on film, you know, like back when digital didn't exist yet. Like I, I was a photographer for a long time. I went to school for photography and graphic design. So it was one of those paths. Like I always knew this is what I was going to do, but I didn't know where I wanted to be and how it was going to happen. Um, I'm also, I was divorced by the time I was 24. Like that's a big part of my story. Like there's so many lives led, right? But the photography part was definitely a through line since I was 16 all the way till I was 30 during the pandemic when I put my camera down. And I, wow, I didn't realize you were 30 when you did that. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't picked up my camera since, which who knows? I bet I will again, but I was pretty like this, this thing, this photography business and this graphic design gig led me to be able to coach people. And it sort of composted itself. It was like, okay, now this is time to set this down and it's going to fuel and fertilize this next thing. And I never wanted to become a business coach. I didn't go like, I see these people business coaching and I'm going to do that. It just happened. And we can get into the details of that, but. I want to know, cause I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know you and I have spoken about this. Like, how did you know it was time to walk away? Like, did, was it a feeling? Was it a thought? Was it like a, I can't do this anymore? What, like, what is the actual process for you, for people? Because so many people are like, yeah, I moved on to this and I did this, but it's like, what is that process? What was that yeah. for you? Yeah. I really am into Brianna Weist lately. She's the author of The Mountain Is You. So I'm obsessed with it. I don't know if yeah. you like her or not, but I literally listened to her because of you. Yeah. Yeah. She's so good. So she talks about a lot about like your desires or your cosmic blueprint. Like if we are truly following our desires, it is going to lead you somewhere where you're supposed to go. And I really think a lot of us borrow other people's desires. We see something on the internet and we're like, oh, I should be selling these courses or making my life easier, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, it's not ours. So it doesn't work. We keep Wait, like hitting this brick wall. I love this borrowing other people's desires. It's so easy to borrow someone else's. It's like, it's in it. There's so many desires out there that you can borrow. Totally. You're inundated with it, right? It's just so much dopamine. You're just like that, that, this, that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, when do we get quiet, get to know ourselves the best? So our voice is like the highest above everything we're seeing and listen to those little breadcrumbs. And I really think, you know, I've always been the person that's kind of like, can I cuss on here? Are you kidding? Yeah. Great. I figured, no. but like, fuck the five-year plan. You know, I'm just one of those yeah. people like, fuck the five-year plan, fuck your goals. Let's just like live life kind of one step at a time and whatever feels good next, let's do that. Because there's so many times like being married when I was 20, by the way, which is insane to me Crazy. being married and like picturing this whole life that never happened. So like I spent so much time and energy, like 
picturing this whole life I was going to have that never actually happened. So it's like, okay, how can we just go back to following the breadcrumbs like Hansel and Gretel style and just going one step at a time? So that was business coaching for me. It was like, okay, I got divorced. I felt a strong calling to move to New York City. I was trying Why? to get a job. Why? Yeah. I went there for a food show in another life. I was like an olive oil guru and taught cooking classes and did like the graphic design. Yes. Foodie foodie. Um, did the graphic design photography for this olive oil company. We were going to New York city for these food shows and I just got there and you know how you just, yeah. you feel it. You're like, yeah. this is it. I have to come here. And I had so many logical people in my life going, you got to get a job before you get there. You're not going to be able to survive. I was in like 30 grand of debt. I wow. had like $4,000 in cash to my name, you know, that was actually like fluid cash. And yeah. I was trying to get a job in New York city. If anyone has ever tried that, you have to be there. You can't just be like little Colorado, Montana girl, like, hi, can I have a job? They're like, when are you going to be in the office? Like, let's go. And you're like, oh, but I'm moving there in three months. And they're like that. No. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, it's true. And so I, went against the logic and I just started connecting with people like crazy and moved to New York city and got there with my 30 grand of debt and my 4k of cash and just made it work. And everything fell into place. I got a job in graphic design at one of the biggest magazine wow. publishing houses in the world. Like that all worked out. And then I started my photography business after I got laid off. It wasn't like Right. Yes, I'm going to go start a photography business full time. It was like the universe had to nudge me in some ways, you know? And so when I was doing photography full time after I got laid off, I created the six figure business and I was like, holy shit, you can do this as an artist. I had no idea. I wasn't even making this much in magazines. And then I was sharing what I was learning. I wasn't mm -hmm. sharing like, here's how to take this photo at sunset or Here's right. my lens. I was sharing like taxes and how I should I get an LLC and all these questions, pricing, money mindset, like personal oh, development. You yeah. weren't like sharing like like you would think you'd be sharing like how to make how to create a photo and like this spot and this lens, but you were like so passionate about the business part of it. Right. And I didn't know I was planting seeds right. to eventually mentor people in that space. And so I had been building up this garden. I didn't even really realize, which the universe was like, this is actually exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Keep going. We've got big plans for you. And so when it was February, 2020, which we didn't even know it was the pandemic yet. I hired my first business coach ever. I was desperate. I was like crushing it, quote unquote but also yeah. in the lowest mental state I'd ever been in. I didn't know when the next thing was coming in. I had no boundaries. I was burning out. This I is when you were doing business coaching? This is right before I started business coaching. This, this, this is photography. 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 Okay. Yep. And then I hired a coach out of desperation. I couldn't afford it, but I did How it. Did anyway. you just put on your credit card? I got a 0% APR credit card. And I, I know that. It. Like no interest, interest-free, you know, I use my about finances. Yes. Debt is a tool. 0% APR credit cards are great because you don't have to pay interest for like 18 months. And so you can charge something to it and then 
have some grace period of paying it off without like the interest racking up. Right. Wow. Okay. You want to Super handy. Um, if you have a good relationship with debt already, like that's, you know, where it can get kind of slippery slope. If you don't what is a good relationship with debt, being like, able to, well, I mean, that's like a whole conversation and I think really nuanced, like yeah, debt can be a tool. Some, some people are like, debt is awful. You shouldn't ah. be in debt. Some people are like, it's okay. You know, that type of thing. Okay. Um, but I think for me, you have to define it for yourself. Like, are you able to have this debt and carry it and be okay? Um, right. For me, it was like not racking up tens of thousands more of debt, actually being able to like stick to my plan and pay it off as I, you know, monthly type of thing. You trusted the process. Like you knew you were going to pay it off. Right. Right. And so I took the leap, hired the coach and How she was like, at that time. Yeah. What was that? How much was the business coach? How much money were you investing? In this I coach? think I invested like $3,000, which okay. for me at the time was like crazy. Totally. Yeah. And she started asking me, what are other ways we could make income? Like, what are other income streams for you? I was like, I don't know. I could like mentor some photographers. Like that's come up quite a few times, but I was like, I don't have time. It's right. not the pandemic. It wasn't the pandemic yet. I was like, my boundaries are awful. I didn't know that, but I was like, I'm shooting at 7 a.m. in Central Park and 7 p.m. at Brooklyn Bridge and on weekends and for very little money. Yeah. And we started just saying like, okay, well, if we did do these mentorship sessions, what would they look like? And what would we price them at? And we started making a plan, kind of a plan B and the pandemic hit. So I had all the time in the world wow. to do this thing. And, and it hit like very short after. Like a month. Yeah. Very shortly after. And then I got my first five clients. How did you and, get your first five clients? Yeah. So I decided, first of all, I was so, 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 so scared. I had so much imposter syndrome of, I'm going to announce that I'm like, I wouldn't even call myself coach at the time. I would just yeah. say like a mentor, you know, I'm mentoring. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to announce this. And photographers that are better than me are going to think I'm freaking crazy. That they're going to talk about me behind my back. Like I had all these fears. And so I created these 20 minute free strategy sessions. And I was like, listen, and I, I'm very, I was very authentic and vulnerable on Instagram already. So I was like with my phone on stories, like, listen, I'm really scared to say this. I'm really good at promoting all of you, but I'm really bad at promoting myself. But here we go. I'm going to start doing these strategy sessions and I have 20 of them. They're free. They're 20 minutes. Sign up if you want. Like, let's fucking go. So many people in my DMs were like, Diana, congrats. This is what you've been doing all along. <laughs> You're just wow. putting a name to it. Like, we are not surprised. You are perfect for this. Da, 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 all these awesome messages. So I got those first 20 sessions, people signing up, asking about social media, asking about pricing, asking about strategy, asking about systems. And I pitched them if I felt like they were a good fit. I was like, here's a way to work with me further. I made like a three pack of sessions. I made, a, eventually it was a three month situation with like Slack support. And I got my first one, five one-on-one -on -one clients that way. And that's a lot of how I suggest doing it. Okay. I was just going to ask you, do you suggest, okay, like, let's just say I was like, I'm going to be a business coach. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to mentor people or let's say, cause you know, I love the 
regulating your nervous system, all this kind of different stuff. Would you, would you say to me, I would suggest that you do these 20 minute calls? Yeah. I think first of all, I would say, is this really your desire or are you borrowing it from someone? I love Diana. Because I, no, I just pause every, I'll just pause, take a moment here. Literally before we even started this podcast, she's like, how are you? I'm like, I'm good. She's like, how are you really? <laughs> Fuck. Well, like, cr- <laughs> if we're talking about your situation specifically, how do you know it's your desire? How do we know? I already know this is your desire. I can tell from over here. And this is also where a coach is really helpful, right? Someone who like really gets you and understands you. Cause I intuitively know that you are lit the fuck up about this. I can tell. And you're not just like, I'm throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're like, there's something here. And I, you just know, and you might start it and it might lead you somewhere else. right? Right. And I think that's where we have to be really open instead of like, I'm going to open a restaurant on that corner by January 25th of 2025. You know, it's like, I have this desire and that's, I actually really like desires versus goals. I I like desires too. Yeah. Cause it's like a pass fail and it's really strict and it doesn't leave room for magic. right? Right. So is it your desire? Is it like something that's coming from within you? You just have to trust yourself and build that trust and do the modalities that you're literally going to teach movement and being one with your body and knowing, regulating your nervous system. Like, is this coming from anxiety or intuition? Do you feel question? Yeah. Do you feel panicked to make this thing or do you feel like stretched, but like excited, you know? So I think that's question number one before we go into strategy at all. Is it your desire? How does it make you feel? Are you in a, I feel like if you're in a rush, I feel like if you're in a rush, it's not a great sign. Right. I don't know. There has to be like some fire under you, but I think fire and rushing are very different. And I feel like if you're in a rush, you're, you're operating from like fear. Like I have to put this out here. I need to make money. I need, and I feel like that's how I was operating with walking away from weed a lot. Like I have to do this. And I think there's a big difference between fear and real true desire. Yeah. And there's going to be fear in it. In it. Yeah. But it's like that scarcity, right? Are you doing it out of like fear of not having enough or are you doing it out of like, I don't even care how long this takes. Like you said, not rushing. It's just, it feels right. So I'm just going to take it one step at a time and see how it goes. I have a question for you. I'm just curious. So I've heard this like a lot of people, like I've heard all these coaches, these big people are like, I would do this for free. I would love for you to like, do you feel like that's the way to gauge something? Or do you feel like that can be misleading? Cause like mm-hmm. we all want to make money, you know, I'm personally not driven hundred percent by money. And maybe that's why I'm so like this a little bit, but like, do you think that that's a good question to ask yourself? Or do you think that can be misleading? It's a really good question. Um, a question about the question. I look at everything as an energy exchange and say, for example, these strategy sessions that we're doing for free, or when I was a photographer, I did a lot of shoots for quote unquote free. Yeah. But the energy exchange was they introduced me to my next five clients or right. I built my portfolio so that people aren't just like, 
oh, you're a lifestyle photographer, but you don't have any photos to show for it. Right. You know, I mean, like there's a portfolio building stage. There's a sandbox phase. Put a vision. Really, what was that? Put a vision. Yeah. Put a vision. Yeah. And so everything's an energy exchange. So I actually don't think you might maybe want to do it for free today, but if you did it for free, say 10 times, you'd be resenting it. 100%. Right. So it's like, if the energy exchange is there, I would right. do it. I would feel right. good showing up and it wouldn't feel like it's a drain of my energy. Like when I get into my camp clarity, which is my group course and coach, I feel lit up, not burned down. Right. And I think that's important. And it's not always, you're not always going to feel that way. But for the most part, it's like, does it fill you up or does it drain you? And part of the reason why it might be draining you is because your prices aren't correct. And you the exchange. Yeah. The exchange isn't equal at all. So I think that's a big, big part of it. So I would say like, you know, something that I work on in Camp Clarity before we ever, ever get to pricing and social media and strategy is what do you want your life to look like? I love that question. You know, it's a big question. I feel like a lot of people don't fucking know what they want their life to look like. Yeah. Or feel like. Right. I think, what did you want your life to feel like? Yeah. Because like, look like could be like, totally. everyone's, everyone's different. Like, I don't know what my life to look like, but I want it to feel Mm -hmm. fulfilled and exciting and but like what is that you don't always know what that looks like right does that look like a 10 a.m pilates class and like going hiking and making you know freedom i don't know everyone's different so i feel like what do you want it to look like and what does that look like feel like right i love that yeah I I even like, yeah just starting out with do i want to shut my laptop off at 4 p.m right you know, like little things, tiny, not like what's my dream house. <laughs> it's like, how can I start to like shape this right. life? If I want it to feel spacious and free, which most entrepreneurs do, they want the 10 a.m. Pilates class. Great. Let's work on some boundaries where you're only taking clients from one to 4 p.m. You know, like That's these energy. little things. Like if you're taking clients from one to 4 p.m., you're making a certain amount of money, you're helping a certain amount of people. And then like, you also know that you'll be able to go to that Pilates class. You'll be able to, so that is an energy exchange of like, I do this and I'm going to get this. And like, it makes sense for me to put that work in. Yeah, absolutely. So I think starting off with like a free, again, I put that in quotes because it's not free. It's an energy exchange. Yeah. I'm doing these 20 free strategy sessions in exchange for market research in exchange for getting in front of you in exchange for the possibility of going further and getting five one-on-one -on -one clients, for example. Right. But I do suggest that to people. And for example, so I work with creative entrepreneurs. They can be anyone from yogis to photographers, designers, ceramicists to coaches, a lot of nutritionists, a lot of people in wellness. Um, I had a client in Camp Clarity this last round that we worked on a free call for her like this to funnel into a bigger thing. And she's a nutritionist. And one of the big things is sleep for people. And right. so, okay, hone on that one thing that they can have an easy, big win on. And let's give them a free call about sleep. Let's do a giveaway. Let's make right. them excited for this call. And 
then that leads to one-on-one clients. Like, hey, if you liked this, how about working with me one-on-one for three months and really shaping up your life, you know? So that's the kind of stuff that it's not for everyone. I don't subscribe or prescribe a blueprint to people at all, but that is a really good way to kind of drum up business and clients for sure. Okay. Also, because I want to, I want to stay on track with the story. Okay. You were doing these free calls. You got five one-on-one clients with these calls. How much were you charging for these one-on-one clients just for three months? Yep. I was charging 1500 a pop. And I, that made me want to throw up. I was so like, no one's going to pay me $1,500 for three months. Like, right. I was besides, beside myself. Yes. Five people did. (laughs) And then I had a, I charge like over 10 K now per client, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I also have group courses. I have a mastermind. I now have a community. We're going to get into that. Yeah. If you want to be one-on-one with me, it's going to be higher. You know what I mean? Like there's other places to plug in, but I had a call with a good friend and mentor of mine. Um, and she was like, so this is going really well. Why not create a group course? And I was like, well, I guess I will. So I did. (laughs) Cause you were basically having like similar conversations with all these people. And, and they were all different kind of entrepreneurs. And you were like, okay, I can work with different people. I can have similar conversations with all these different people. Why not put it in a course? Not everyone will be able to afford this. Plus like one to many is always a great option. Right. Okay. So wait, how long were you coaching for one-on-one until you were like, I'm going to do this group coaching? Cause I don't really think you need to do one-on-one to create a group, but you did it that way. So how long were yeah. you doing that? It's really good for your self-esteem. Yeah. To know that like you could fill a group course, people are interested, you know, one step at a time. But I did the one-on-one coaching for probably only three months. And those, I think it was like four out of five of those people actually joined my group course. Really? So then I had 18 people in my first group course, Camp Clarity, which now is on its 10th round. It's actually, we're launching the 11th round. Um, Hold yeah. on, how many Camp Clarities do you do a year? Two? I usually do three to four and now this year we're bumping it down to two. So I'm kind of also like rejiggering my business in a big way of space. What do I want my life to feel like? I want to feel spacious. I want to help more people. I want to, you know, create this community. So Camp Clarity is only going to launch twice moving forward. I remember we talked and like a month ago and you were saying, cause like if it's three to four times a year, you're, la- you're basically in launch mode every all the, month, all the time. How many people are in, in the course or in the program each time? Yeah. It's a live program. So we, it's been it? from eight to 20 people. It's three months. Yeah. Okay. It totally depends. Eight to 20 is where I've had like full spectrum. Um, yeah. And my first launch, I had a $29,000 launch and that like blew wow. my little photographer mind. I was like, wow, this is freedom. How long what? How long did you launch for? I think I maybe launched for like two weeks. Cause I was like in a course that was like, you will get this out. You will do this thing. And I was kind of like, shit, I gotta make it happen. And so I just did it just did it. And here we are. (laughs) And it's not easy. Like it hasn't been easy. Um, 
but I love what I do. Do you, from a business standpoint, do you do a lot of email marketing or is it mostly on Instagram? I would say I do both, but okay. there was a time, like I was not marketing Camp Clarity when I first um, created it. It didn't have a logo. It didn't have a landing page, like messy action. It wasn't even created, which is something my coach recommends. Like you don't create the thing until you have people signed up for it. You have a general outline, you know what it is, but don't like spend 50 hours creating this thing. If you don't know that people are going to buy it. So yeah, it was very lean. I skipped a lot of steps. I broke a lot of rules. I email market a lot now. Um, I think it's important to do that. I don't think it's the one and only thing at all. I don't think it's the thing that works. I think what works is connection, to be totally honest, and being like a person people want to work with. I think that's true. Like, I think a lot of people are like, you've got to do it this way. You got to do it this way. You got to do it that way. If you do it this way. And like, at least from my personal experience, like if it's not your way, you're just, it's the wrong way and you're not going to keep up with it. And there's just so much pressure to do it all different ways. And I think it's can be so exhausting. And I think the question always comes back to like, how does it feel for you? Like, I know for me, unless someone's setting up those fucking emails, like, like I literally had to have Diana remind me to like, make sure to send her this zoom link. And it's not because like, I'm not capable of doing other thing. It's just like, everyone has different strengths. So like, mm. I think it's like really, and people are like, are so people are so ashamed of that too. Mm -hmm. like I used to feel so ashamed that like, I would forget to send the link or like, I would do this. And I'm just like, but you know what? I'm an incredible speaker. So like who, you have to understand who you are yeah. and you can do your best to like, you know, and I just think it's like, not everyone is good at everything. No. And like, that's fine. And there's no one way to run a business. Right. And that's what I love about my people is that they're so different. Right. I'm not coaching coaches. I'm not coaching photographers. I'm coaching every creative entrepreneur. So it's like, Ooh, here's a new puzzle. Let's figure it out. And a big piece of the puzzle. It's not just like, here's the piece that fits for every photographer. Or here's the piece that fits for every ceramicist. It's a person too. Like you said, like, how do you want to feel? And right. so honestly, the coaches that have triggered me the most, like that I just rebel against. I can't say I'm always the easiest to coach. Like if I, I can be like, not a great client, <laughs> but there's really like, friend. yeah, I just like, sometimes I'm just like yeah. my inner rebel comes out and I'm like, why, why do I need to do it that way? You know, if people Even tell to your coaches, mm -hmm. what do they yeah. say to that? They're like, bro, I don't know. It's just like, well, I think the difference is, and what I found is that I need a coach that asks the questions like, how right. do you want to feel? Right. And I am a big, my superpower is blending the mindset and the strategy. Right. There has to be both. Right. And so I want to want you to ask me, how do you want to feel when you're launching? Okay, great. That's how you want to feel. Then maybe here's a strategy that works for you. It's like, pick your own adventure, pick your own flavor. So that's a big thing for sure. Those are the best coaches. I remember I told you, like, I had a business coach who was literally straight up like, why are you doing this? Like, do you even like this? And those are the people, because you want any, the best people I know ask really good fucking questions. Mm -hmm. And they ask a lot of them. Like, I would say something to my business coach, and she'd be like, but why? And I'm like, 
She's like, but why do you want to do that? And I'm like, what? Because I want to do it. She's like, but why do you want to do it like that? And I'm like, okay, what's like, it's just why, why, why? Because then you essentially are coaching yourself. Like you're, then you learn how to coach yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's really, really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like, okay. So then you started Camp Clarity. Yes. Tell me something. What's the biggest lesson that you've learned in business thus far? Oh, then we're going to get into question. some life stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, it always comes down to your intention. Everything's about intention. It's like, if you do something just for the money, just like, you know, we're already talking about this, but it goes into it. If you do something just for the money, it's, it's not going to last long. You know, if you do something because someone told you to say it or someone told you to do it this way, it's not going to work. So I always ask, I'm actually sending out an email newsletter literally today about like the best question you can ask yourself in business is what is your intention? So So even like my, my recess community, I was really going back and forth with like how I was going to price things. And my intention is for this to be a space that's really accessible to creatives who maybe don't, aren't ready to pay $4,000 for Camp Clarity, but they are ready to be in a space where they feel seen. So it's, um, we're running a special right now, but it's 55 a month, right? So it's like, but there's also skin in the game. So it's enough where people are committed. It's not just like, oh, it's Hulu, it's 11 bucks a month and maybe I didn't watch it this month or whatever, right? And then the other intention was, I want them to have a three-month commitment. I was just going to say, I saw you change that. Yeah, and I want that because the intention is to have a community that's actually fucking here. They're in it, they're committed, they're engaged It's not just like, yeah, I'm going to try this out and like come in and come out because I know that the biggest thing that happens in communities is they go dead and people don't participate or people get out of it and they're like, yeah, it was all right. I could have participated more and it probably would have been better. And it's like, yeah, you're going to participate to hold you accountable. So we decided to do the three month and charge quarterly, which also made me scared because what if people see that bigger number and don't want to commit? And then I just had to be like, well, then those aren't my people. Right. So intention, intention, intention. Are you finding that? Are you finding that some people aren't committing? Are you finding that the right people are? We have over 60 people in it and it's been a week. So I think we're doing okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's this thing that I really incredible. Thank you. I totally mulled over for way too many hours of my life, this pricing thing. And people were like, fine with it. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, cool. Even I had messages going, I'm so glad you're doing the quarterly because I, I want okay. people who are committed in the community that I'm in, you know? Right. So they're aligned with me. And that's a big thing I teach is like, I don't want you to just get clients. I want you to get dream clients, people you're stoked to work with, your people, not right. just like gigs, you know? And recess is just for the listeners. This is like the newest thing that you've created in a while, right? Yeah. Like you have your one-on-one, you have your camp clarity. And then do you, don't you have something else too? I have retreats, which is pretty, is like a year and a half old. Yeah. But didn't you have something else or did I make something up? Camp Mm -hmm. clarity, one-on-one and then just recess? Ascend, my mastermind. 
Ascend. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Ascend is your mastermind. Yeah. Which also one-on-one I've totally, even though it's lowered my income, I've taken out because my intention is to connect people with their people and have community around them. And one-on-one doesn't do that. Right. Right. So I'm like, yeah, this isn't in line with me. So we have to like make decisions out of that. And it's like, yeah, well, but most business coaches make so much money on -on one-on-one. It's like, yeah, cool. That's not my desire. Those aren't my breadcrumbs. It's not your intention. Mm -hmm. I really like that intention because I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like personally when I started my business, like my intention was so pure. It was so like, I'm so excited and I love this and this is amazing. And then like, as I got further in, I was like, I don't remember why I'm doing this. Mm. And like, it's so easy to forget, yeah. but I think it's easy to forget when it's misaligned and when it's not an equal exchange of energy, it's hard to remember why you're doing something. Like, right. why am I even doing this? Right. And like, what is this all for? And so I yeah. think that question of like, are you borrowing someone's desire? And what are your intentions? Like, what is my actual intention? It's fine. I want to make money, but like, it's true. Like the money can only take you so far. Right. Because also, and I'm sure you can agree, like if you don't have a good regulated nervous system and you don't have a good money mindset, you can't fucking hold the money. I'm speaking from personal experience over here. So like I've made money and I've had a lot of money. And I remember being like, this is too much for me. This is too scary. Like, what if I spend it all? I did. So like, you know, it's like, I want you to speak on that. Like there is strategy, but like, don't you also believe that like, if you can't hold it, mm. it just doesn't even matter. Like if you totally. can't hold what you make, like creating success is easy. Holding success is a completely different thing. Yeah. At least from my personal experience. Totally. Yeah. And there's so many reasons. I mean, I deal with it too. Like it's a constant practice, like yoga is a practice. Right. And it's like, I've been working with an EFT tapping practitioner coach, which has been amazing and also fucking hard. Like digging into your shit is hard and annoying and like tiring. Right. So let's just be real. But I think, you know, a big one of that is like success to me is scary because people will judge it. So, and is that what it feels like for you? Interesting. Yeah. And so I even go back to, I'm doing the artist's way, which I think I told you about, like the recovering creative. There's a prompt in there about your creative monsters. One of the things that I dug into is that I used to win all of these competitions. It was just kind of one of those things where they put a design competition out and I'd win it. It just, it was just, (laughs) I wasn't trying to win it. It just was like, I so much sense. And people were upset. It's yeah. like they spent 15 hours the night before trying to make this, you know, pouring their heart and soul into something. I spent two hours on it because I understood the assignment and just put it out there and I win it because it's simple and it's not complicated. And then people are upset. And so it's like, oh, I start to write the story of my success makes people uncomfortable. So stop making yourself big. Like don't make the money because it'll make people uncomfortable. Right. So there's all these unwinding <laughs> things. Everyone has such different stories. Totally. Like for me, like I'm not afraid to make people uncomfortable. I'm like, whatever. But like, I think for me, it's like, am I deserving of it? Like, mm-hmm. 
and everyone's different. Like every, some people grew up with money. Some people didn't. So like the relationship, like I grew up with money. I'm no shame of that. Like, and I think it's been a disservice in a lot of ways because then you're like, does money buy happiness? Cause like, you know, and what is happiness and do I deserve this? And at least for me, I feel like, and this is why I'm so passionate about the regulating your nervous system and dancing. It's just cause like when I had the money, I felt like my body was like, please stop. Like this, we, mm. this is unsafe. Like you're going to spend it anyways. Like you don't, mm. you can't keep up with this. You, you're not even, you're horrible with money. And I feel like because of those stories and that's why the EFT is so fucking, it's just so important and the dancing and all of this. Cause like, if you can't hold it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. And I think a really great place. I, I know that you're very like with your taxes and like, you're very interested in all this stuff. And I think at least for me, like, cause like I'm starting, like, I feel like I'm starting with baby steps right now, even just like check the bank account every day. Like, you know, and it's like, I think this is such a good thing for people because it's like, it's not about that. It's just about getting my nervous system comfortable with seeing a number that may or may not make me feel unsafe. Okay. So if I, if I have a low amount of money, how does that make me feel? Turns out when I have a low amount of money and I, when I have a high amount of money, I feel the fucking same, right? I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared. I'm going to lose this money. And then I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared that I'm not going to have enough money. And it's yeah. like, it's so mind blowing to me how you can be a six figure, seven figure business owner, or you could be in any position. And like, in unless you work on the inner, it just, the outer will always, it will always come back. So I think it's yeah. really, really, really important, like to have a good relationship with money. Yeah. And it's really hard. And it's, I think I stand by that entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development journey you could ever go on. hundred percent. Like if you don't want to work on yourself, don't be an entrepreneur. Just don't. If you don't want to work on yourself, just don't be a person that's living in society. Right? right? Seriously. You didn't even get into Diana's like life of just everything she does. She's a nomad. She's traveled. She was in a relationship. She was about to get married or engaged, about to get engaged, walked away from her relationship. Like you've done a lot of scary things. I feel like, especially in the last year and a half, like you're a different person. Oh, totally. Honestly, to be honest with you, like as someone who's been following you and now as someone who knows you and like is friends with you, I've seen the transformation just even on social media. You're like a little bolder. Mm -hmm. It feels like a little more confident. You're like a little more like owning these parts of who you are, these like rebel parts of who you are maybe is the mm. right Because like you've had more experiences now. You've had more discomfort and I think like, I mean, at least for me, like, wow, it's, it's, it's great. It's like, it's a really good reminder that like we can evolve and we yeah. should, and we have to. And like everyone has, I feel like everyone has like a rebel inside of them. I personally feel that way. And I think mm -hmm. when you tame it and you tame it and you tame it, you're like in a cage. So I just want you to speak to that. Like, do you feel that? Mm, yeah, like you. your rebels coming out? Fucking rebel. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that reflection. I was doing a full moon like exercise as I do with, I'm like a woo-woo light person just for everybody. Yeah. No, you I'm, are woo-woo though. You I'm need to woo, but I'm not like, you know, dumping yes. my pretty good blood in the plants or anything, but I cannot. <laughs> That's okay if you do at school. I'm it's not, not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. <laughs> but I doing that shit like bro you gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> there's probably something to it and I'm here to learn I'm here to be open, to it. <laughs> but I'm not there yet um Ew. 
when I do someday, Ricky, you're still going to be friends with me. It's going to be fine. We're going to be evolved. I'm actually deleting this episode. (laughs) But I, yeah, I'm way bolder. I am way more owning myself. And we talked about, my friend and I did this full moon ceremony where we said, what do we know about each other that we actually don't show online that we would like love for each other to bring more? So I was, yeah. So I feel like you just reflecting to me, that was so powerful. And I think it's so important to be around people who are going to ask you the bold questions, who are going to reflect that stuff back to you because it's how we grow. So for me, it was like, she was like, I think you could be spicier even more. I think you could, you have like, you know, this like kind of dark sense of humor that could be brought on more. You have this very very, dark humor. (laughs) Yeah. Like very spiritual side where I'm like a recovering Christian that I could like give permission to on there and all this stuff. So that was a really fun exercise. And it was kind of funny when I was in my six year relationship that I got out of a year and a half ago, so many people who knew me in the coaching world and then saw me in my relationship were like, this is not the same person. Like you are making yourself so small over here in this relationship. What is the deal? You're so powerful over here in the coaching sphere. And it was wild. And yeah, when I walked away from that, it helped me bloom into myself. It wasn't like I changed. I just like stepped into myself more in a bigger way. And so, yeah, it's been a ride. (laughs) I really love that question. Wow. That's a great question. Cause I always ask myself that question and I'm like, I don't know. Wait, yeah, you- for, for me, if I was to reflect to you, you're fucking hilarious. Like I want more <laughs> of that. Like you, like not just the dancing in the middle of, you know, like putting your phone on the bar and like dancing. Cause I was like, I wouldn't be able to do that in a public space. I would just be like, Nope, I'm not doing that. And you're just here. And I know you now. So it's like, I want more of that, like your sass and humor and, you know, yeah. yeah. Cause I get to see it. I feel like that is, I do think about that a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm really goofy and like not that serious. And I feel like people who know me know that like right. on my stories, it's like very apparent, but I feel mm-hmm. like on my like, Instagram feed, it's like not very apparent. Yeah. Which I think is okay. We get to like use this as an art form as well and we can have it however we want. But I do think there's a lot of value in basically like my biggest compliment is when someone meets me in person and goes, you're just who I thought you were. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I agree with that. We have to wrap this up because I have to go to the class. Um, (laughs) I wish I was there with you. I know me too. Okay. I've been asking people these questions. Um, Oh, it's so random, but piece of advice, three pieces of advice for life, business, and relationship. Let's start with life. Life. Follow your breadcrumbs. Don't borrow anyone's desires. Done. Love that. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay, no, that's great. Great. Love that. Um, Take risks also. Right. Yeah. And that comes with following your breadcrumbs. Follow what feels good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And don't push down your desires. I think something that you really are like very, very adamant about. Yeah. Okay. And be around yeah. people who are going to support like, pour gas on the fire of your desires. 
not like put a wet blanket on them. Right. And like ask you good questions. Mm-hmm. They're like, Hey, why do you like this? So like, I can see that for you. Like people that mm-hmm. pump you up. Yeah. Love that. Okay. Relationship. Don't let anyone else complete you. You have to complete yourself and come together as two complete humans. I love that. It's so true, mm-hmm. but let's be very clear. When we say complete, we don't mean a hundred percent healed. No. And they're very not, not like I'm a fucking hot mess. Just like not letting that other person be your cr- big crutch, you know? Like if, if they were not there, you would be okay. Right. Like you would be still in the things. But you're fine. But you're not like, oh, well, now I've met you and you complete me. Right. That's a lot of pressure for somebody. It's also just like you don't like your life. So you're just right. waiting for someone to make it better. And right. that person will make it better. But like, what happens if they leave? Let it be a value add, not like a whole filling thing. Like not trying to fill a hole, you know? 100%. Um, business. Oh, break the and fucking rules. Break the rules. Break the rules and go like put your blinders on and do what feels good. And your creative gifts are meant to be out in this world. People are meant to experience them. People are experiencing a disservice if they don't know how to work with you. If you are not selling and inviting, you're telling people how to be in your world. Like it's not fair (laughs) to you or them, you know, let's like, I'm all about reframes. It's like, I love the idea of like selling is an invitation to your badass party. You are inviting them to the party of the year. And if they don't want to come, that's, that's cool. I think it's a good, I think that's a good way to look at it. Like you're selling, like if you look at your offer as like a house party or as like a dinner, as like your birthday party, like, are you not going to invite people to your birthday party? You would never feel weird, right? Like they might have to pay for dinner. They might bring a gift. They might like, it's fine. Like bring a bottle of wine, like you're inviting them to it. So I think if you reframe and like think of your offer as like a party that you're inviting people into Mm -hmm. to celebrate, I actually really like that. Yeah. Takes the pressure off. Yes. Is there anything else you want to add? We need to take a picture. Hold on. Let's take a picture. Um, No, I'm just stoked to be here. And I just want to say like, we're all picture time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Favorite people, you guys, like you're just the best. You're the best. I'm so glad we got to connect in this way. And I know it's going to be like a forever thing and I'm stoked. And this is exactly it. This is my, my, last sentence of let's connect authentically. Like come say hi in my DMs. Like Ricky and I are literally now in real life friends just because we connected in the DMs. And I just say like, be a human on there. I'm just a human on there. You're just a human on there. Like, just come say, Hey, Diana Davis, I would love to just say, Hey. I literally was like, will you come on my podcast? Fuck. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and then we just like literally became friends. So it's like, you never, you never ever know. And you're not too small for people. Like it's just, just put yourself out there. Yeah. Love it. Okay. I love you. Now go shake your beauty. Love you too. All right. We'll chat. Thank you for being on. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the class.